Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. December 15th, 1961. Adolf Eichmann is sentenced to death. I'm John Meacham, and this is Reflections of History. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The arrest, trial, and execution of Adolf Eichmann, architect of the Holocaust, is vivid in our memories for many reasons. One is the remarkable account of the episode written by Hannah Arndt, first published in The New Yorker, in which she discussed what she called the banality of evil. Here are a few parts of that essay. Clearly, this courtroom is well-suited to the show trial that David Ben-Gurion, Prime Minister of Israel, had in mind when he decided to have Eichmann kidnapped in Argentina and brought to the District Court of Jerusalem to answer the charge that he played a principal role in the final solution of the Jewish question, as the Nazis called their plan to exterminate the Jews. Justice insists on the importance of Adolf Eichmann, the man in the glass booth built for his protection, medium-sized, slender, middle-aged, with receding hair, ill-fitting teeth, and nearsighted eyes, who throughout the trial keeps craning his scraggy neck toward the bench, not once does he turn to face the audience and who desperately tries to maintain his self-control, and mostly succeeds despite a nervous tick, to which his mouth must have become subject long before this trial started. Eichmann's story is an object lesson in how horribly human events can go wrong when one puts oneself, one's own appetites, one's own ambitions, at the center of everything, and to the exclusion of moral commitment. As Arendt wrote, Eichmann did not enter the party out of conviction, nor did he ever become convinced by it. Whenever he was asked to give his reasons, he repeated a set of embarrassed cliches about the Treaty of Versailles and unemployment. Rather, quote, it was like being swallowed up by the party against all expectations and without previous decision, he said in court, adding, it happened so quickly and suddenly. He had no time and less desire to be properly informed. He did not even know the party program and had not read, as he never did read, Mein Kampf. What Eichmann failed to tell the presiding judge in cross-examination was that he had been an ambitious young man who was fed up with his job as traveling salesman even before the vacuum oil company became fed up with him. 
and that from a humdrum life without significance or consequence, the wind had blown him into history as he understood it. Namely, into a movement that always kept moving and in which somebody like him, already a failure in the eyes of his social class, in the eyes of his family, and hence in his own eyes as well, could start from scratch and make a career. And if he did not always like what he had to do, for example, dispatching people to their death by the trainload instead of forcing them to immigrate, if he guessed rather early that the whole business would come to a bad end, with Germany losing the war, if, to his great grief and sorrow, he never advanced beyond the grade of a rank equivalent to lieutenant colonel, in brief, if, with the exception of one year in Vienna, his life was beset with frustrations, he never forgot what the alternative would have been. Not only in Argentina, leading the unhappy existence of a refugee, but also in the courtroom of Jerusalem, with his life as good as forfeited, he might still have expressed a preference, if anybody had asked him, for being hanged as an SS officer, that is, in retirement, over living out his life quietly and normally as a traveling salesman for the vacuum oil company. So wrote Hannah Arndt. We must stand forever against discrimination, which sounds grand, but is nevertheless important. Weak men can grow strong and vicious when human beings are seen not as fellow members of the human family, not as equal in dignity and stature, but as the other, as less than, as what Hitler called parasites. That is a lesson that, sadly, is perennially relevant and resonant. Thank you for listening to Reflections of History, a creation of Shining City Audio, a C-13 Originals and John Meacham Studio. Reflections of History is executive produced by me, John Meacham, and Chris Corcoran, Chief Content Officer and Founding Partner of Cadence 13. Production and editing led by Lloyd Lockridge, Margot Gray, and Chris Basil. Production assistance by Andy Jaskowitz and Adam Macias. Cadence 13 is an Odyssey company. Be kind to your mind with guided meditations from the Meditation for Women podcast. Your mental health benefits from sleeping better, releasing anxiety, and gaining clarity, all of which are benefits of meditation. And since this is Mental Health Awareness Month, give yourself the gift of meditations. All you have to do is press play and close your eyes. Listen to Meditation for Women on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 